0: Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct.
1: Welcome to Hostel Homies. I'm not Joe Glasgow. I'm Will Thompson. We're flipping the script.
0: So, Joe. Hello. Script is flipped. Script is flipped. You're interviewing me. I'm interviewing you. I'm sitting on the other side of it all. Yeah.
1: Let's jump right in there, huh? Mm -hmm. Let's do it, baby. You recently
0: traveled. I recently traveled. I did. I've been telling people it's 10 weeks. It's a little over nine and a half weeks in Europe. and Not 10. Not 10. But it sounds so much better than saying, well, I was there for two months and, and like six days. And people are like, so like 10 weeks. I'm like, yeah. I went to, I believe it was nine countries in Europe. I flew into Ireland and I spent a lot of time in Spain, spent a lot of time in Northern Ireland, went to Scotland, went to England, went to Italy, went to Switzerland, went to Holland and Germany. I think that's it. Wow. There's probably going to be like halfway through the podcast. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, and Serbia or like something else is going to pop. I went up. to these other like 10 countries, too. I forgot. <laughs> also, also, all of these. I also went to yeah. Africa. And yeah. No, it was more. It was like I went to way more countries than I would planned on. And I went into this thinking like I want to spend wow. more time in less places. And I didn't really achieve that, I will say.
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like you achieved something. How did that play out? I mean, I'm sure you had like a a rough itinerary that you were planning for.
0: It was the roughest. When I say like I didn't know what I was going to be doing, like I had the flight there and the flight back and really nothing in between. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, where did you fly into?
0: Flew into Dublin. Okay. And it was a hilarious experience getting in there because everyone out there is so modest and the customs the lady at customs was just like wait you're gonna be here for how many days because I was like I think I'm gonna be here for like 19 days because that was when I was thinking oh maybe I'll go to Barcelona after that she's like what are you gonna do here for 19 days no one comes here for 19 days like, she was getting like very, <laughs> and was like kind of a you know kind of a dick about it to be honest she was like well we're gonna have to you know do you have enough money to stay here for 19 days and then like on my passport stamped like he has to leave On November 19th. Like, you can't stay here longer than that.
1: Well, I mean, saying I think I'll be here for this (laughs)
0: long probably raises a red flag, which is like,
1: so you might
0: leave... Like it was her in first day. It was their first day working in any TSA or customs thing. And they're like, hey, just look out for people who look really unsure. Not not even <laughs> nervous. Just like just very laxadaisical <laughs> about the whole thing. And that's probably I probably looked like the most laxadaisical like terrorist, just like, ah be here for I don't know, a couple weeks probably. That's how you get them.
1: I might be here for like I don't know like three or four days seven years later.
0: Still here idiots.
1: You let me in. You know the rules. You can't kick
0: me out. <laughs> you know this. Honestly I couldn't stay there for more than 19. Like it was really expensive. I really like she was I think she was just trying to warn me like hey this is a really expensive. Are they still guy. using the pound or are they on the euro? They're on the euro but they're like Dublin specifically was really expensive I think they've always used the euro I think that is the case yeah 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 Northern Ireland uses the pack. sorry this is my first time hosting the <laughs> this Hostile is, Homies podcast this is bullshit <laughs> this is just <laughs> people are gonna this, this guy doesn't even know what euros are <laughs>
1: you know I studied the whole currency table before running into this when I knew you went to Europe, I shouldn't have focused so much on the other continents. I
0: really just studied all of them.
1: We don't need to talk about rupees at all now. Yeah, I thought there would be way more currency exchange rates <laughs> coming into play.
0: You were ready to make like, <laughs> like puns about specific African currencies, and you're like, oh, I don't even need to I don't even need to go anywhere.
1: 95% into that. of my preparation was currency exchange puns. So this is on theme. Did you stay in a in a hostel?
0: Yes. Immediately when I got in, uh, that's, that's one thing that, you know, I forget when, when you get in somewhere like customs wise, they're like, Hey, where are you going to be staying? I feel like it's so funny because usually they expect like a hotel or like a friend's house or something. So they they expect something official and not like. You know, like a lot of hostels are like, drink till you die uh, yeah. <laughs> on College Street or something like that. You're trying <laughs> to be taken seriously at the airport, like, yeah, I'm going to a College Street hostel, chill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know the address. I just know it's that one that gives you unlimited
0: beer. It, I legitimately said, like, I was, I didn't know the address, but I was like, it's on College Street. And they're like, that doesn't, I don't even know if that exists. Doesn't even sound like a real street. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're really fucking this whole thing up. You guys have those?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, what was that like? Did you meet anyone that you really,
0: really enjoyed? I'm sure you did. This trip was, I'll say this at the beginning. I, I met a lot of great new people, but this trip was more like becoming a lot closer with people I already knew. Oh. It was a lot less of like making new connections. I feel like my trips in the past were a lot of like making new connections and I still had that this trip but I felt like this trip was like strengthening connections and relationships that I already had. Ireland specifically I'd never been to. I started it off it was very similar to any other trip where I started it off and I Woke up in a hostel and immediately met two Germans, which is just what happens when you're, you know, you're, you get to a new place. And you're like, oh, I found Germans, of course.
1: Is that what you meant when you said that you met old friends?
0: You just met people that you were kindred spirits with. <laughs> just the same words. Well, I, I prefaced it by saying, like, just just in general, this whole trip. But the, the first, the trip in Ireland itself was all all new faces all new friends. And so I woke up in a hostel, met these two nice girls from Germany and we like spent the whole day exploring together. So it was a very like typical first day traveling in a new country, which is nice. It's like what I like doing. I didn't expect, well, I'll say this. I didn't expect this trip to be about strengthening old relationships. It just kind of happened that way throughout.
1: I don't think I've ever had this thought before, but I'm Mm -hmm. definitely having it now. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Right, I mean, mm-hmm. you wake up in a hostel. Mm-hmm. It's your first day, mm-hmm. and you meet people, and it it might as well have been their first day. Yeah. They don't know the they don't know the city either. Right, so you're exploring the city from I don't know a perspective of new eyes with people
0: who have also never seen it, but they're from a different culture. It's beautiful. It's my fit. Yeah, it's just my favorite thing. I like nerding out on the fact that when you because hostel world and all the hostel apps and whatever, mm-hmm. like when you scroll through them you are playing with your life when you are scrolling through these things if you land on a specific thing that is, like that decides your fate if you yeah. because like you might meet someone at that hostel who changes your life completely
1: well if you had chosen another hostel mm-hmm. you wouldn't have met those two german i would girls. not have
0: met either of those german girls yes oh fantastic yeah 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 what did you guys do together so i went to trinity college with them we spent uh-huh. the day I it was the first day I brought my, my camera. Um honestly like first day I brought my camera with me traveling in general. I was out there taking photos with these with these girls and so I have that whole first day documented. And so it, it is nice to like look back at those and like I will remember that first day forever and I'll remember those those two German girls forever because I have these these pictures of that day. That is such a beautiful sentiment. <laughs> Thanks, man.
1: Hey hostel homies. Joe is definitely going to post those pictures from his first day in Dublin on the Hostel Homies Instagram. Yep.
0: Stay tuned. On the Instagram and on the Hostel Homies blog, but I'm just a guest.
1: So I have where you entered Europe. You were in Europe the whole time, right? Yes. Okay. So you flew into Dublin. Flew into Dublin. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to try to keep you on your toes. Mm -hmm. Where did you fly out of?
0: When you came back, yeah, to, back flew to the home US. from Barcelona.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you covered some serious ground. I, uh, I got a round out there. Let's see if
0: we can connect the dots between yeah. the ways. I would, this will be really good for me because my map of my trip is, (laughs) looks so stupid. (laughs) Like, If you really, if you were an explorer, yes, a lot of like going back to the same place. Everything is crisscrossing. It just wouldn't make sense to any explorer, like anyone in, you know, back in the day trying to be like, okay, so how are we going to map this thing out? Like, well, let's go to Barcelona three times throughout. Usually an A to B. (laughs) (laughs) This thing was a windy, windy
1: snake. So, I have some questions that I have written down. Bring it. First meal that comes to mind.
0: Yeah. So, I had this question asked on Thanksgiving. I was with a nice a nice group. It was a family friend of a friend of mine. So, these are people I never met. This is Thanksgiving. This is, this is Thanksgiving in Barcelona. Okay. We were sitting at an Italian restaurant. Uh-huh. This isn't the meal I have in mind, but this is just the, the setup for for the question that was that was proposed to me then i told them about the podcast and they said okay joe what's the best meal you've ever had and honestly like right away i went indian food in scotland such a hot take yeah and they said what yeah they were uh that's they were what of, i'm saying they yeah. were of indian descent and so they you know they'd been to india they'd like had actually you know oh, food actually from india and they went what are you talking about indian food in the uk and i said <laughs> yes and, and I, I admittedly so i've never been to india so yeah. i was like Indian food is my favorite food i'm sure if i went to india that'd be the best but the indian food and the nepalese food in scotland especially in edinburgh holy shit huh yeah that's actually super interesting it was uh it blew my mind and i i watched the parts unknown episode in glasgow where he goes to this specific restaurant so i went to that exact restaurant mother india
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. had
0: the curry there, and oh my God. Whoa. It was so good. I went there twice. I was in Glasgow for like 28 hours, and I went to that place twice. Really? Yeah. Alone. That is fascinating. <laughs> Solo.
1: If I had to list out all the places in the world, every single one, mm-hmm. and rank each place in terms of the worst Indian food that
0: I would expect. Yeah. I think Scotland would be up there. <laughs> Which, right? You'd think so. It's yeah. Like, why? Really? Yeah. No, it was, and it was Antarctica. Amazing. <laughs> what if they have the First best? First Scotland
1: <laughs> to Antarctica.
0: They're like, actually, our Indian and Bangladeshi cuisine is the best. <laughs> Antarctica. I might have just shot myself in the foot there.
1: <laughs> Antarctica is known for its wonderful Indian food, and it's unbeknownst to me.
0: Prepared to get kicked out of a lot of restaurants out there, huh?
1: That's awesome. I mean, that sounds like a really nice Thanksgiving.
0: That, that Thanksgiving, I'm so happy we're doing this recording. Thank you so much for bringing, like, bringing it up that we should do this. Because I forgot about that Thanksgiving. There I, you go. Consider your memory jogged. Jogged, baby. It's back. This was uh, Cheech, who helps, who helps run the podcast when that, in Prague like three or four years ago. His family friend just happened to be out. I think it's his old golf coach. Just happened to be out in Barcelona when I was there. And I didn't have anything. I didn't, it was planning on doing nothing for Thanksgiving. I kind of forgot that it was, you know, that it was Thanksgiving. I get a text: "Hey, come come meet us at this dinner." And like, God, the night was just—it was just full of laughs. And they were also inquisitive, and they were also like intelligent, interesting people. And so that was—that's like one of my favorite Thanksgivings I've ever had.
1: One of my favorite things about just traveling in general. Mm-hmm is that it brings about sentences that you never thought you would ever hear. An example of that would be, I mean, the guy that runs my podcast with me, well, his old golf coach <laughs> was in Barcelona, so for
0: Thanksgiving, I just went over there. I do love that sentence, My <laughs> Mike. The guy who helps run my podcast, his golf coach is there with his family. We went to an Italian restaurant in Barcelona.
1: And we talked about Indian food, <laughs> Indian
0: food in Scotland. In Scotland. I want to create a list of like the best food that's not in the country that it's from. Yeah. Like where where yeah. do you get the best Japanese food outside of Japan? And like, obviously, you know, like there's going to be New York's and L.A.'s and like kind of like the Bangkok's and stuff like that, like around yeah. the world, the big cities that are known for being foodie. But I want to know, like, where where randomly in the world can you go to get the best Jamaican food that you would never expect?
1: Well, so, I mean, the best Indian food that I've ever had mm-hmm. was in Rome. Really? But I hear that London is the hot spot
0: for I had Indian it. food. I had it in London on this trip and it blew me away. And, uh, and Yorkshire, you go north and they call it the curry capital up there. Do
1: you think that Indian food is actually objectively the best food in the world? Because I feel like most yeah. people are saying like, oh, Indian food, yes. The best I've ever had it was in <laughs> s-
0: Norway. Yeah, just all the like fucking South Carolina, I'll Re- tell you what. <laughs> really, it's just wherever you can get it. <laughs> this, this, I think we're finding this out. Yeah, Indian food is the best food on earth and maybe wherever you eat it's going to be great.
1: Well, so I've got another question. Mm-hmm. And this is a little dip, a little dip in the mood. Did you have a rough patch? I mean, did you struggle? You're traveling alone, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, little difficulties will come about here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, what is one that comes to mind? And I mean, how'd you get over it? How'd you deal with it? A little travel tip for our listeners.
0: Yeah. So I had such a, I will, I will, I will use the word lucky on this. I had such a lucky and productive trip to where like nothing really went wrong. So many things could have gone wrong. I had like thousands of dollars worth of equipment that was mine and other people's that could have gotten stolen or lost or broken. Wow. None of that happened. Hard drives full of footage that I was shooting where I was like all, you know, all the income that I was making was all on these hard drives that could have gotten stolen, broken. So many things could have gone wrong and nothing really went wrong. I had days where I would think, do I deserve to be on this trip? You know? Yeah. yeah, And I think, you know, cause I was, I was working throughout the trip. I was, I was working, um, I was filming things, directing things out there. Um, and that helped me feel like, okay, I'm earning this trip, but I know times in the past when I've traveled, I've done a bunch of work right before the trip mm-hmm. and I feel great about it because yeah. then I'm on the trip and I can I feel like I can totally relax. Yeah. And there were times during this trip where, you know, maybe I wish I would have had more work to do or there was more justification for spending money or spending time yeah. out here. So I, th- I think my, my recommendation to people would be save up the money, work really hard before you travel. Even if you're planning on, on working while you travel, really earn it yeah. so you don't have to feel guilty or you, you don't have to feel like you have to justify the trips. Like the trips should already be justified.
1: I think that's a really good tip. I also think that's a very natural feeling. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're traveling, you're suddenly introduced to so many people that are so outside of your world, Mm -hmm. right? And it just, it inevitably makes you consider your own space in the world, right? Do you deserve to be traveling here? But, I mean, traveling is an intrinsic good. Mm -hmm. It's a good within itself. I have another question. I have quite a few that I've written down. This is perfect. Uh, This is one of my favorite questions that that I wrote down. Um, And I just wrote sublime moment. Mm -hmm. Let me elaborate. Yeah. Did you experience like a sublime moment? Mm -hmm. Um, It's tough because this is a moment that you can't really put into words, Mm -hmm. but a moment where you just saw something beautiful or just witnessed something magical and you were just speechless.
0: Yes. Yes. I think there were multiple, but I'm thinking of one right now specifically. Oh, this is when I got to Belfast and I was probably two weeks into the trip. Yeah. Van Morrison is one of my favorite singers. Mine too. So good. Yeah. It's one of my mom's favorite singers. I think she, he is my mom's favorite singer. So there's this connection. There's this connection to Van Morrison. Yeah. And I was in Belfast and like I had been, I had been working a lot at the beginning of that trip and I felt like I hadn't been exploring that much. And I was like, isn't fucking Van Morrison from here? And so I typed it in and I was like, you know, Van Morrison Belfast tour or something like that. Is he? He is. Oh, wow. He's born, he born and raised in Belfast. And I see this tour where it's like a fan-made, do-it-by-yourself walking tour uh-huh. around Van Morrison's like old home, his old school, like his old neighborhood, a lot of the things he references in his songs. Yeah. And there's a playlist that goes along with it. Like, I'll do these songs while you're walking this way because you'll like see the things that he's talking about. Oh, no way. And it lines up really well. And... There's a song called Cypress Avenue. Cypress Avenue is this beautiful street all of the really wealthy people live. And so Uh these houses are gigantic and it's just jaw-dropping. No matter what background you come from, like this street is objectively beautiful. The length of the Cypress Avenue song is how long it took me to walk down the street. Just coincidentally. Like I started the song, started walking, it lined up perfectly. And like the things he sang in the songs, or in the song, excuse me, is like lining up with the houses you're walking by. And then right when I walked to the end of the street, the song ended. I was speechless after it.
1: In the post-edit, I hope that you play a
0: <laughs> subtle,
1: like, low-volume
0: <laughs> Cypress I over that last to. bit. I really need to. That That's awesome. really good, yeah. Wow, yeah. you freaking heartthrob. You, <laughs> You brown-eyed girl. He there, you go, you go to the, uh, the hollow. The hollow is with, down by the hollow. you <laughs> yeah. can go there for and you play brown eyed girl and you're there. And the hollow is one of the places where they actually have a little plaque that says like, this is the hollow that Van Morrison talks about brown eyed girl. Um but all the other places are just like a random school, which that part was a little weird to be honest. Like <laughs> I like
1: You're just pacing around a <laughs> school looking in the windows, children are on, studying smiling. <laughs> You're crying. With a big smile on your face, <laughs> I,
0: was, I was thinking about like I. I luckily didn't take the cab there, but I like I almost did. Like that's one of the first stops. Like all right, uh, Primwood Elementary. <laughs> yeah. oh, you got a kid there? Nah, just a fan. Just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a brown-eyed girl. You know what I mean? You just. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna drive you to the police station. <laughs> <You guys laughs> that is awesome though.
1: I didn't know that Van Morrison was from Belfast. I also didn't know that there was a walking tour that mm-hmm. you could that you could go on that isn't formal, but you can rather just like cue your own tunes yeah. and then walk through these sites that were the
0: inspiration for some of his biggest hits. For the songs. yeah, it's wild on his street. there's on Hinford Street, and so you walk down hinford Street there, and it's a very eerie song oh. already and it just matches up perfectly and you see exactly where he gets the inspiration from. That's really awesome. Thanks, it was a good, yeah, it was such a good time. I was in Europe for a while, that was a long trip. And I think multiple times I had that feeling of like, oh fuck, I'm so lucky to be here. Yeah, That's the one that's, the one that's popping in my head right now though.
1: You wanna throw in another Sublime moment? I just thoroughly enjoyed that last one. I'm going to try to, to pick everyone out of you that I, can. I,
0: I think I think we're going to be able to shake some more out of me throughout this. Um, okay. I had one. I went to the Foam Photography Museum in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. And first of all, Amsterdam. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's so popular for the wrong reasons. Like the prostitution and... The weed and everything like that, like if that's your jam, great, go there. But like go there also because Amsterdam is amazing. The buildings, the architecture, outstanding. The fact that you can ride a bike anywhere and it's quicker, it's legitimately quicker to ride a bike than to drive a car out there.
1: Well, weed and prostitution aside, if you can dodge a bike, Amsterdam is
0: the place for (laughs) you. And You should go there. So I spent, this was a, it was a weird day because it didn't start out good. It started oh. out like it. It just started out like I think I was tired and like I had to go. I had to like maybe leave my hostel or something. It was something where like I didn't have enough sleep or enough food in me, basically. So if I, I can just look through wrong.
1: some of my previous questions mm-hmm. real quick, um, would you call this a rough patch? <laughs>
0: it was. It wasn't that bad. It was like <laughs> it was just the contrast of the starting of the day yeah. and the ending of the day was was a lot. So I went. I went to the foam museum and. You know, I'd finally gotten some food in me. And you know, when you're a little cranky, yeah. I'm a cranky little bitch. Like when I'm <laughs> when I know I'm this. Hungry, I know this about I'm you. I'm such a cranky little bitch. <laughs> so I like went and finally got some food and then made it back there. And the whole exhibit was on food too. It just kind of lined up well.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 And so
0: I was like, okay, perfect. I'm happy, I'm full. I'm, you know, I'm looking at food. I'm excited about this. And I've had this idea to do a series about photography and i had been getting into photography throughout this whole trip. You know, Amsterdam was towards the end of the trip. And it, you know, when you have ideas and they just kind of like, they get, they get better in your brain if you leave them there for long enough. And then sometimes you just see fermented. one thing if you, it ferments a little bit or, it, you know, it, uh, it ripens or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it rots. Uh, any amount of synonyms. Any, you know, you know, food, you know, you know, plants. <laughs> It just it just so happened that I happened to go to this place at the right time because I saw a specific picture and I went, oh no, I have to do this photography series and I have to be the person who produces it and this is the like missing piece that I needed. I just saw this picture and I was like, oh cool, I can do this not only for musicians but for travel photography. For some reason it just clicked and then the whole bike ride home, I'm just grinning like an idiot because I'm like, Of
1: course you are on a bike. I'm on a
0: bike because I'm there and that city is the most <laughs> inspirational like it for creative stuff it's the most like creatively inspiring place sounds like you were inspired i was very inspired it just yet yeah, clicked that's for awesome. me and i like bought the domain instagram handle and like looked up to see if the domain name was available and it was and so i just yeah whoa it was good man this whole this whole trip <laughs> this whole trip was so good that's awesome
1: man thank you did you cry ever at all during the trip Usually I, I cry a little bit in like a sublime moment where mm-hmm. you're just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, out of frustration, because sometimes you run into these situations where you're just tired, jet lagged, yes. hungry because of like travel scenarios. Sometimes you find yourself at your wits end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there was no, there was no crying out of frustration on this trip. I know, I know that feeling when you're just like fucking jet lagged and like things aren't going your way. I know that feeling, but there was none of that. I want to say there was crying because of the sublime esque moment or just a moment that mm-hmm. like moved me. Um Sounds like you were moved. And that's kinda what
1: I was what I was getting at.
0: Yeah. You know, similar to the to the Thanksgiving. I was there for all the holidays. And so Thanksgiving was the, that beautiful meal with that that family that I never met before, right? Yeah. And so Christmas I was planning on just spending alone in Granada and I was I had a little honestly I was a little excited for it. I was just gonna like I was going to watch Love Actually. I was just going to hang and, like, get work done.
1: It's yeah. the ultimate holiday movie. It
0: was, it's the perfect holiday movie.
1: Like the airport scenes oh, where it's, like, the beginning and here. the end. Yeah, get, get the out fuck of out, out of here.
0: here. I'm, cry- I'm crying. Get out of here. <laughs> We're both tearing up. Just like. So, anyway. Uh, okay. oh. I spent a lot of time talking about Love Actually on this trip in general. Oh, just because really? I was in London. And I was, like, talking about it with a friend. It was during Christmas time anyway. I think I cried because my friends... My friends that I met on my Thailand trip, they're from Germany, and they're these Spanish and German sisters. And it's Nikki and Melly, they're the sweetest girls. They're like, if I had sisters, I would want want them to be my sisters. They're like the coolest girls. And they invited me out, and I didn't think I was gonna be able to come, just price-wise, and like, you know, I'd only had like, I only had a couple more weeks left in Europe, and I didn't know how much I wanted to be bouncing around. But I ended up going, and it was just such a long day of traveling, to get there because it was like a long layover I'm blanking on where I was in Spain but I like went to the beach it was so long where I could like take a you know take the bus like go to the beach go have a meal by the beach which was great well but then like had enough time to like get back to the airport and get on my flight
1: what a get purgatory of a moment during your trip <laughs> totally of a long layover and you're like I guess I'll go to the beach yeah
0: it was in Palma de Mallorca in Spain and yeah I remember I remember jogged jogged <laughs> <laughs> Consider it jugged. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, post. I, I didn't really post that much that whole trip, but I posted a picture of me at the beach there, and people were like, where the fuck are, like, where are you? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Where in the world is Joe? Where in the world are you? But I, I finally got to Germany. It was late. I was very tired, uh, but I had been, I'd been in uh, Granada for the past three weeks before then, so I'd only really been, like, speaking Spanish, and Granada was really just, like, me surrounding myself with people who couldn't speak English. In a way, it was lonely, because I like, couldn't really speak English with people. I got to Hanover, and that's where my, my friends lived, and they were like, look, it's just gonna take like half an hour for you to get to the airport, to the train station, we'll pick you up from the, the train station. I'm, you know, I'm like getting ready to like, all right, gonna get on another German train, like, all right, let's go. And I, I get another out. Another German uh, train. Another German train, another one of these. Uh, <laughs> i'm just exhausted it's like it's probably like 10 30 or 11 at this point at night and i walk out of the airport into like the place where everyone's greeting it and my friends are there with a big sign and they're like they came all the way to the airport to pick me up. i don't know if i cried but i was just i probably sounded how i do now you sound like three octaves higher because of how excited you are they're there and they're uh you know they speak spanish and german but they also speak english and so i get to like have a conversation with friends of the past in English after like three weeks of only speaking Spanish to strangers, and so it's just this perfect Christmas moment. And I'll this just, is in a train station. This was in uh, this was in an airport. This was, in an airport. This was like Love Actually. They're holding
1: a sign with your name on it. Back to like, Love Actually. This was like
0: Love Actually on Christmas.
1: It always comes back to Love Actually. Wait, okay. don't tell me. Was this on Christmas? This was the, this was Christmas Eve, I think.